Hello, welcome to the Premier Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends are the junior professional footballers dashed away as children when all three of us discover food have their say on the Premier League. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you might have noticed that we have changed the intro. That is because, I mean, how many episodes is this now? 136? 136 yeah. episodes in, um, I've, well, we've just discovered that that intro uh, was could be considered ableist. So, and we don't want to... Um, one, we want to, one we want to apologise if we have. Not, not, no, I'm not saying that. We want to apologise because uh, we didn't understand, we didn't know what we did uh, when we started this. It was, a, it was a joint decision, and my our friend Darren, who's not with us today, uh, was fine with what we said. We didn't know, so we can only apologise if we can only apologise for that. Uh, but uh, we'll get into the football. We are joined, of course, by the ever-present coach Kojo. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, How you doing, sir? Here again. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Um, uh, I'm here with some brothers that are going to share some pain that I felt about a couple of years ago. <laughs> that they're in current pain right now. They are all doing wonderful things. Uh, three guys. One guy, um, I want you to guide you to them. Guide you to them? Can I do the thing? Yeah, go. Be my good. Yeah. Go, go. All right, cool. Uh, let me start with... A uh, guy that I'm in a group chat with, a guy that is constantly screaming at Harry Winks every day in my group chat, um, frustrated with <laughs> with Yosey. That is Jack. Welcome, Jack. What's going on? Um, I haven't known what depression has felt like yet, but I, <laughs> uh, this is as close to, hopefully this is the closest to I get, because... Um, yeah, there's not much hope in football in with Spurs right now. There's not much to look forward to, but I'll get in. We'll get into that later. Okay, well, that, well welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> secondly, I'm going to introduce um, a good friend of mine of ours who has appeared on quite a lot. Uh, most recently, when we did the show concerning Jermaine Defoe. Um, Defoe, a great friend, a great friend, uh, a joint Sol Sol Campbell hater. My good friend, Joint. Darren C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, why'd you hate him? Big up, man. I'm just trying to I'm just trying What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Greatest Premier League centre-back. <laughs> Listen, thank you for having me on the show. Barn Soul Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. All right. And last but not least, um, this guy, I, I respect him and his boy, uh, Dan, on their show. Wonderful show called Tapping Football. If you ain't listened to that, you better go listen to that ASAP. Subscribe to that, everything. Um, I don't want to go any further. I want him to introduce himself more than I think. He's a fantastic guy. I go by the name of Toby. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, mate. Glad to be here. Not glad to be here, though. Uh, <laughs> well, you had me on your show last time um, on the weekend, but Spurs didn't play, so I thought this was the perfect time. And then I messaged you coincidentally after Son and Norris had beef on the pitch, so it was the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to have you guys on. And all three of you, I believe, are part of Spurs Unfiltered as well, correct? Yes. 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 We got Spurs Unfiltered. Yeah, so if you're following Spurs Unfiltered, make sure you follow them on YouTube, Twitter, and anywhere else they are as well. All right, I am ready. <laughs> You're ready? To just, I am ready. So we just let them go? I mean, let's, let's, let's get rid of the basics. Spurs won. They won yesterday, 1-0. Our own goal from, um, what was his name? Michael Keane, right? That's right. That's, an, that's a LaCelso assist, no? Can you say that? Uh, I don't know if that doesn't count. technically count. No, it? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm only joking. Uh, I'm just going to let you, because... 
I think all three of you kind of come in here joint hating on Jose Mourinho. Would you say that <laughs> that's correct? You know? Um, right. I'll let you go because I don't necessarily hate Jose Mourinho. Mm. I'm hoping for the best, and he does have a great record. But the selections that he's making at the moment are just. Uh, just I'm just baffled by what he's doing at the moment. That's what I'll say. You two. Uh, well, okay. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask Toby first. Let's let's discuss Harry Kane because Harry Kane, uh, prominent goal scorer, can shoot from anywhere, any angle, elite finisher. In my opinion, still the best striker in the world, regardless of form right now. Um, but how he's being used in this, the team right now is kind of detrimental to his real talent. So, give us an insight to how you feel he's being used and. What's happening with him? Well, it takes a special type of manager to <clears throat> to reduce the best striker, in my opinion, in the league, and one and probably top three best strikers in the planet to having what was it one attempt, one attempt in his own box yesterday, and it was a blocked attempt. Yeah, our best striker is feeding off scraps. Can you imagine? He's feeding off scraps to the point now where even our own fan base are questioning what he's doing in a match. Because we're not seeing him in the box. And it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. I don't know whether it's... It's, it's a combination of two things. Darren touched on it earlier. The, the manager's team selections. Um, they look... On paper, they look like they should get the job done. Yeah? They look like they should get the job done. But when you actually watch how it unfolds on the pitch, you can see why he keeps getting it wrong. And it may not be the right answer, but there are better answers available on the bench that he just, for whatever reason, just wants to ignore. Because for whatever reason, maybe it might make us less defensively solid, etc., etc. But he's ignoring them. And as a result, Harry Kane is suffering. Yeah? And then you also have the, the, the second person to blame, which is the chairman. The guy who sanctioned the sale of our most creative player in the past six, seven years. Don't get me wrong, he needed to go. But the problem was that you didn't, the problem was you didn't replace him. So one, you didn't replace our most creative player who we've had in the, in the last seven years with another playmaker. And two, the, the creative players that we have in our squad that can help enable Harry Kane to score goals, you don't want to play them together. So of course he's going to suffer. Of course he's going to suffer. Of course he's going to suffer. I would just add, sorry, sorry to cut you. I would just add that he didn't replace our arguably our best player uh, for the last four or five years, Moussa Dembele. We've got no DM. We've got no recognisable, recognised DM. Sissoko does a job, but just breaking up play and not being able to pass doesn't cut it. So I just thought I'd throw that in there as well, because that is a huge, huge, huge reason why we're so bad at the moment. Yeah. And then we look into... A looking at Pierre-Emil Hoiberg to replace him as well, which uh, at first I was like, you know what? It's, it's the kind of profile of player we need. And then I read when, and then after the last few matches, I was like, you know what? We need, we need world-class players in that position to even get us remotely close to improving because we're in an absolute right here. And um, yeah, it's just Jose, about Jose. I always used to think he was one of the most adaptable managers around. The guy, you know, he knows how to, he always caters to every opponent. He always, you know, play, you know, basically he responds to, to his environment, essentially, um, as a coach. But 
what kind of responses, you know, sitting back, playing a low block against Sheffield United and trying to break with an absolute catastrophe of defenders in that back line? But why are you playing? Why aren't you playing to your strengths? You know, any common sense manager would play to their strengths. I look at Jurgen Klopp when he first joined Liverpool, right? All right, got a terrible defence, right? You, these, these guys leak goals galore, right, left and centre, right? Let's play rock and roll football. We'll outscore everyone, right? We're not going to win every game. We're, we're going to concede loads of goals. But you know what? The fans are going to love it. And we're playing to our strengths, you know, we're at least trying to do something. You know, we're do, you know, making the most of what we've got. Sitting back is not making the most of what you've got with this terrible team, right? Terrible back line. We've got good enough attacking players to create, to score goals. We're not even starting our best, most talented attacking player, Tangi and Dombele, right? You know, <laughs> the, one of the best strikers in the world, Harry Kane. He's playing in DM. He's in the centre circle for 80% of the game. Hyungmin Son, I don't know what's happened to him, but... I think I think it's down to coaching when it comes to our lack of creativity, our lack of attacking play. Young Minson's always looking to just drive the ball and score. He's not looking to pass the cane. Lucas Moura is always he tries to do that. He just runs into defence and falls over. And yeah, Lacelso, you know, someone that was brought in to you know increase add creativity to the team. He's sitting back deep with Winks and Sissoko because Winks and Sissoko are used to passing the ball forward. These two don't know how to hit a ball. They cannot. They see the ball and they see players in front of them. They panic and then go sideways again. Like, what does? I'm, I don't want. To, I don't want this to be a rant about Harry Winks because I, you know, he's trash. But what does he? Does anyone? Does anyone in this in this call know what Harry Winks brings to a team? Because well, I can't well, I, answer. I mean, I spoke to you yesterday about him because I was watching the game and you know he had a, quite a, a lot of forward passes on where. The player in front of him had acres of space. You're talking about Kane or yeah, um, Celso or um, what's the other guy? Lucas Moura was more on that side of the pitch. Um, in acres of space in front of him, just make the pass, and he just he would hesitate, get closed down, and turn back and go back to Aurier or go back to Dyer or Sissoko. Do you think? Do you think that's a because you guys have known him? He's been he came through your, um, your academy. He's a Tottenham born and bred sort of player. Did he ever have that in his locker, or is it just a thing where, again, it's down to bad coaching? Like, what do you think it is? Go on, go on, Toby. Go on. The player, it's the player. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with Mourinho. I'm not going to put that on Mourinho. I'm not even going to put Sonny's form on Mourinho. <clears throat> I think fundamentally, the third, it's the free pong, it's a free pronged issue that we're seeing this this season. And Harry Kane, I mean Harry Winks, contributes to one of the free issues, which is <clears throat> players fundamentally underperforming. Obviously, Jack's going to say that Harry Winks, Harry Winks is trash. I actually disagree. I don't think he's a trash player. I think he's a decent player. And I think I think last year, certainly for us, he was a good player. Last season, he was a good player. I don't care what anyone tells me. Um, <clears throat> and I think his best qualities, <clears throat> receiving the ball under pressure, um, and obviously his passing, it may be limited at times, but he keeps the game, he keeps, he keeps possession. Recycle. No, no. So I know what Jack's saying. Keep things ticking. I know. <laughs> things ticking. I'm not even. Trying, I'm not even trying to make it make excuses for him. But under, fundamentally, he's underperformed this season. There's been many times where he's given away stupid fouls. He's his passing has still not gone up again because he can make he can make those passes, but they're far they're far and few in between. We saw games against Watford in the first half. 
where he was making really good passes. We saw, we saw a game against Brighton when Harry Kane had a goal disallowed, which I didn't think was offside, where he split the defence open with one pass into Harry Kane. We saw years ago when he made that pass to Kieran Trippier against Real Madrid. I can give you more and more examples where this guy can actually make long raking passes to, to at least disrupt the defence. But the problem with him is, whether I don't know whether it's a quality issue or whether it's a mentality issue, but he can't do it consistently. And when we're, when, we're playing in a, <clears throat> when we're playing against teams where we're going to have the, the lion's share of possession, it's not enough for you to keep the game ticking. You need to be able to, to, to disrupt that midfield and disrupt that, that defence of your passing. I want to see line-breaking passes. Loads of people were showing me stats about, oh, Harry Winks passes forward. You can't tell me that a forward... I don't want those five-yard forward passes where LaCelso is here and Harry Winks is just slightly behind him. I want passes where you're, you're, you're breaking lines, like 10, 15-yard passes that are actually going to rattle the opposition. We don't so see I'll, that from Harry Winks. I'll, 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 you know, Michael, no, I say this, but I call him the English Mikel Watera. The guy, his passing is just... <laughs> there's no range to his passing, as like Toby said, but the fact that Toby, you'd have to go back a few years to name some passes and the fact that he's a 24-year-old teenage sensation it should <laughs> tell you yeah, that... This guy hasn't improved. He hasn't improved. Honestly, he hasn't. He has not stepped up from when he first when he made his debut. So, yeah. what like that? That's one thing. That's one thing that I'm like. This guy isn't good enough. He's not. If he's not improving after all these years, he's in his mid twenties now. And I I say the same with Deli Ali. As a disclaimer, Harry Wiggs isn't the issue here. He's just someone that I admit I do pick on, but he is an issue. But fundamentally, you know, we know what our issues are. And I'll say the same thing about Deli Ali. He's gone, he's just absolutely declined massively. He peaked years ago. And with him, again, he wasn't an issue. Yes, he didn't play, but he's a second striker in a world where there's no second strikers. So where does he fit in any system, in any team in the world? Who would want to buy him? Because I think he's surplus the requirements now. I don't know about that. I, I think see. he is. And I'll just say, Right, with regards to Harry Winks, right, I always thought, from when he was young, I've said it to you before, coach, that like he's a baller. Do you remember we went to the Spurs game and I, I'm sure we were talking about Harry Winks yeah. and how much of a baller I thought he was. I think the problem is, is that he's just doing as he's told in terms of where he's, where he's being positioned. I think it's the wrong position. He's more of a number eight than, say, a six to me, right? But he also... I'm kind of in agreement with both Toby and Jack in terms of he's 24 now. He needs to elevate his game. He has got he has got those passes in his locker. I also want to mention the cross against Fulham. Do you remember that was the last minute the last minute goal? It was yeah. it. It was um in Kudu crossed it. Yeah, yeah. Kudu crossed it. Right, scored it. Right. He doesn't. He's not in. He's not advanced enough in terms of he doesn't get into advanced positions enough, but I think he's just doing what he's told. So I think it's kind of part of that has limited his game. And that was before Mourinho was there. That was, that was around Poch times as well. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think he's, he should be more advanced, but, but he's, 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 he's the point now. It's a problem. The, the problem is now like, who's he going to replace in, 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 the, what, uh, in an advanced position? He's not. So for me, the squad player at best, or you'll find that you'll go somewhere else and thrive. Yeah, you know what, you know what, you know what is Darren. I don't actually think he's more advanced, but I I do agree that he's not a DM. For me, Harry Winks has always been a central midfielder, 
And his best performances for Spurs have come in the central midfield, in that sort of mm. like number eight position where you're, you have someone behind you to sort of screen the back four and your job, get the ball, receive it, under pressure, release the ball or try and carry the ball forward. Harry Winks is a decent dribbler of the ball. Let's mm. not let's not beat around the bush. I know you I know Jack will say we have to go back years, years, but I can go as I said, I can go back to last season, which was his best season. I can look at games against Barcelona where we had no Ericsson, no we had no Ericsson, no um we had no Ericsson, no Ali, etc. etc. And in that second half, Harry Winks was single handedly carrying our midfield when we lost that game four two. I fast forward a couple months back to Barcelona at New Camp. He was by far and away one of our best players. I can speak of Inter Milan in that home match. We wouldn't have won that game without him. He was our man of the match that game. I can speak of so many matches where this guy last season, he came in and he did a, he did a fantastic job. Even when we won 2-0 at the Emirates, Harry Rinks was one of our best players that night. So for me, I think he has, he serves a purpose in this team. But I don't think he's good enough to be a starter right now. And I think for him to stamp his long-term future at our club, he really needs to elevate his game because, like Jack said, he's 24 years old. He's not getting any younger. There are midfielders who are younger than him that can do ridiculous things with the football. So what does that... What does, if we're seeing someone like Ndombele, who's being seen as this pariah, he can do crazy things with the football. And he's younger than Harry Winks. So what does that say to you about your, your position in this, in this team? If you want to be that, 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 that Tottenham home-born, born and bred, oh, yeah, he's one of our own, you've got to stake a claim for why you need to be in this team. And he's not done that this season. He's actually gone backwards. Mm. I'm, still personally, I'm still personally, I'm still personally thinking that as a, as a DM, he's, they've kind of limited him. I he's not sorry. a DM, exactly. Yeah, I, feel sorry. DM. I feel sorry for him, to be honest with you. I feel sorry for him. Because oh, who, who, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Who, who, is your, who is a DM in your squad then? Because No one. No one is a DM. We don't have a DM. Our closest DM is Eric Dyer, and he's pony. He's absolutely pony in DM. He's, he's not even a centre-back. He's, he's not even a footballer, to be honest. So, so, so <laughs> we, we have to do a makeshift thing where we play Winks or, or um, Sissoko there now. For me personally, Sissoko is a marriage of convenience now. He's not a DM. We know he's not going to be perfect there, but he is the best thing we have there because he can. he's the most defensively minded out of Winks and Dyer in that position. I'm sorry, he really is. And he has the energy to cover the likes of Oreo when he inevitably bumps forward and leaves gaping holes in behind. I just feel sorry for Harry Winks because, again, he's not a defensive midfielder, but at the same time, he himself will, will tell you probably that he's not been at his best. And there's been many matches where he's put in some weak performances. So we need to see more of him on the ball. Is this form a personnel thing? Because you can argue, I think you, you might agree with this, that you weren't exactly playing your best football when, when Pochettino was there at the start of the season. Agreed. And now it seems like it's, it, it looked like it, it got a little bit, a bit of a boost when Mourinho came uh, firstly, but now it's just gone. It's just gone downhill because like, yesterday was just horrendous. Just a horrendous match. Both sides were were, were just as awkward as each other. To be honest with you, mm. um, is it a personal thing? Because everybody, I thought personally, like, on paper, this was a perfect Mourinho side. Um, no, I, I'll go first because I'll go first. Sorry, I love talking about Spurs. Um, as I said, it's a three pronged issue. It's not. It's not just personnel. It, don't get me wrong, it, it is personnel, but it's not just personnel. It's the personnel, 
it's the manager and it's the chairman. It was the same thing when Pochettino was there. Loads of people say, oh, yeah, uh, too many Spurs fans are fans of Poch. That might be the case, but a lot of Spurs fans will, t- will call it how it is. Pochettino massively underperformed. Massively underperformed. And if that was any other manager in any other circumstance, he would have been out the door ages ago. Ages ago. But where you, where you, have, the, where you have a situation where a lot of our team was degrading and those areas weren't addressed, a lot of players are underperforming this season. Alderweireld, Sanchez, Lucas Moura, Eric Lamella, even Sung Min to a certain extent. Harry Kane's not been at his best. Harry Winks, um, <clears throat> Serge Aurier being Aurier, Ben Davies declining, Jan Vertonghen yeah. finished. We're, we're talking about that's probably whole team, half, like almost half our that's, team. That's seventy-five percent of the squad, man. Yeah, half our team who have just fell by the wayside, or and and then you also add into the factor that. The managers, as I said, Pochettino underperformed, and now Mourinho. He's not for me personally. He's not. He's not doing anything any any better. So it's a it's a it's you put all those three all those three issues together, and it's this mess that you see unfolding right in front of you. So for me, it's not just personnel. All three areas need to change. Daniel Levy needs to spend more money. The manager needs to do better with the, with what he has available, and the players need to improve. I think two thirds of it is Daniel Levy because he's the one that also picks the manager and he I think this is what I think right? I think people say oh, it's a conspiracy or whatnot he picked so the Amazon documentary beginning of the season right who's the who's the biggest most uh, exuberant manager in the world most outspoken manager in the world yeah, put two and two together man <laughs> this guy wants this guy wants to increase the profile of the club and He's sacrificing the football with it because I mean you can see it's just it's just obvious really to be honest. He's I mean obviously Mourinho's playing his part as well, um, but and, and the players are the players that that's been happening since what February 2019. Um, it was after the Burnley game um, when Harry Kane came back. That was a time when people were saying, "Oh, Son's better than Kane and whatnot." You know, just making up, making up all those <laughs> myths and lies away. Right. But, um, but yeah, it, it's the players ultimately because you know the form was there since last season. Miraculously, in the Champions League, it was it was a, it was a cup run. They were one-off games, what have you? Um, against City, we can argue we got lucky against Ajax. The first leg as well, in the first half of the second leg, we were horrendous. We it, those performances were reminiscent of what we're playing like now. Um, and Lucas Moura popped up that game for you know, but we 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 can't let sentiment get to us. He still needs to go. But um, yeah, those performances have been there for a while. And Pochettino said it at the beginning of the previous was it last season? Yeah, he said at the beginning of last season that the painful rebuild is needed and. Hasn't even started, really. Is that um, rebuild going to be? Are you are you trusting opposing Mourinho to to be the man in charge of that rebuild? Because, I mean, if you go back to when he was in charge of Man United, the, the famous don't, don't Ivan Perisic, he was going to bring in for Martial. William go was going to was going to come in as well. So these are <laughs> players that are you can consider over the hill. So is he, are you are you trusting if? If Levy was going to, I don't think he is, but if he was going to delve into his pocket, is Jose Mourinho the man to, to be in charge of that rebuild? Well, he said that he, he had a press conference the other day and when he was asked about the type of players that he wants to bring in, the, the, our club correspondent sort of insinuated whether he'd be looking to bring in sort of more experienced players, like he said. And he said no. He said no. Um, 
he wants to stick with the club's policy of buying sort of like young talented players who can come in and and improve the team. So if if he truly believes that, then I'm all for it. But I don't trust him as a manager, and I don't trust Daniel Levy as a chairman anymore. So that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, with with Jose, I mean, I'm not as I'm not as against him as the rest are, as Jack and Toby are. Um, but I do think Levy is a massive problem. And the thing is, I've been defending Levy for a long, long time, long time. Um, I remember that? <laughs> yes, I know. I know. We've had a, we've had many a debate on many a debate. <laughs> The Jack Rants are legendary. On <laughs> better, late, better late than never, man. Better late than never. But however, however, no, nah, I'm still erring on the side of slight optimism, right? Well, not with Levy. In terms of in terms of business, great. In terms of Tottenham becoming a cash cow, wonderful. I think it's something we do need as an entity. I believe that. I will never not believe that. But playing, I mean, when it comes to transfers and negotiations and what have you. He's holding the club back. He has done for years. You know, take Bruno, for instance. Bruno Fernandes, right? Yeah, you can smile, coach, yeah? <laughs> yeah it makes me absolutely Every time I watch United, it makes me sick because he is there fighting it up for United, right? And we wouldn't pay, what was it, 40-odd million for him? 45 yeah. mil for him? Right? And I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, because Levy offered some derisory... 20 million plus add-ons, right? And his, him and his plus add-ons thing, right? It's not working in today's football. You understand? It don't work in today's football. You've got to pay the peas. You have to. And I'm not saying pay, like, Harry Maguire money for everybody, right? <laughs> or be as silly as United paying 80 million for Harry Maguire. Shots fired. But anyway, right? <laughs> try and... Don't come with these little derisory offers. And the thing is, Chairman, other chairmen across the world have got their backs up. As soon as Levy comes along, they don't want to. They don't want to do business with him. They don't want to, right? And and think of you. Think of it in those. In, in, in you're another chairman in another chairman's shoes, right? A rival chairman's shoes. Daniel Levy comes along. You're thinking this either. Look what he's gonna try. And immediately you're gonna just say, Nah, don't bother, right? Because he's gonna come with some form of derisory offer. And I think that is where he is holding the club back. Um, where Mourinho's concerned, he's won it all. And that's all I can say. He's won it all. But I, I don't know what's going through his head at this particular moment. So, How, how would you guys um, line up? Because, I mean, Endombele, I mean, so when he came at the beginning of the season, I think his first game, in fact, he scored a goal. He came off the bench, he came off, he scored yeah. an equaliser, I believe. Um, obviously, showed his quality. Uh, the main issue was fitness. Now, Mourinho said earlier that um, he's been training well. He understands what the team needs from him and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah. But let's say if, let's say if fitness is still an issue, regardless, I'm sure with fitness is an issue, you can play about 60 to 70 minutes as a professional footballer. That's what I would expect from you at the very least. How would you line up Spurs right now? What would you be your best 11 or maybe your, at least your best midfield anyway? Uh, start with Jack. Uh, um, it will have to be Loris uh, the, um, in goal. It's gonna again. It's gonna have to be a lot of these players uh, reluctantly. <laughs> um, it will be Aurier, um, Sanchez, Toby at centre back. I don't want to see Dyer anywhere near that team. Um, 
left back. I want to see Cessna on the left back, to be honest, but because he can't be any worse than Ben Davis. Ben Davis is so bad now. It's it's to the point where the guy, the guy's he's been branded as Mister Reliable. You know, you can you know he's someone to rely on in that position defensively. He can't defend. He can't attack. He can't do anything. So you might as well bring a bit more energy into the team. I get that Sessegnon needs to increase his um, tenacity and aggression in that position. But, you know, he I'll rather him there than Davis any day of the week. Uh, midfield, Sissoko, Tangi, GLC, you need to play them. You need to, you need to just go all guns blazing. You need to play your best players. And then, yeah, Son on the left, Bergwijn on the right, Kane up front. Okay. That, that's our best team, but he's not going to see that. Okay, um... Um, Darity. Right, I'm going with exactly the same as Jack. We agree on something for once. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> no, right, Larice in goal, but I'm I'm telling you from now, yeah, I'm anti Larice, but it's the best we've got. I'm anti Larice. I don't care what anybody's got to say. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, too many mistakes, too many individual errors over the years. Right, he's 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 he's, he's, he's time's up. So ever since they won, ever since France won the World Cup, right? I think he's just reached the pinnacle of his career, and you can tell mentally, you can see mentally that it's affect, it's it's affecting him. He showed I, some passion yesterday. No, no, you can shake your head all you want, my friend, but that's the thing. <laughs> he was he was done before that. I think he was done before that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I I wanted him out before that, but I, you know what else do we have? We had to give him a chance, but. For me, it's well. It has to be Lloris, um, Aurier at the back, and I'm saying this really grudgingly, really grudgingly, because that man is a complete liability. I defended him for so long, and he's just proved me wrong and everybody else right. Uh, Sanchez, I don't know why everybody dislikes him so much. I actually quite like him. He's got a bit of a mistake in him from time to time, but I do like. I him. think that's why. I, 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 that's why. <laughs> Like, he is he is 24 years old and it doesn't look to me like he's improving in any way. I, I me personally, I, I don't know, man. I think it's time for him to yeah. go. He was better. He was better two seasons ago, to be honest. He was, but uh, maybe I'm being romantic. I don't know. Um, Sanchez, Toby, um, the experience. Uh, I would go with Sessegnon at the back because he was a, he was a left back at Fulham um, before he was left mid. He can't get any worse. He can't. Well, I mean, you can't get any. Sorry, we, that's the best we've got. Then Ben Davis, sorry, is is is, yeah, he's average at the very best. Um, midfield three: Lacelso, Sissoko, Dombele, with Sissoko holding, and then Bergwijn, Kane, and Son. It's a no-brainer. Okay, um, Toby. <clears throat> um, I stick with Hugo. Loris, I still think he's a very good keeper. I know, obviously, Darren's Darren and and Jack will say that he's done, but <clears throat> we don't make the Champions League final without him last year. And I think, I think probably about from November last year, he he was easily one of our best players. Easily one of our best players. But the fans won't admit it. They 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 they'll say I'm I'm chatting nonsense, but he was easily one of oh, our best players. No. So. <laughs> so so he stays in there I think we have so many issues to solve and he is one of the that goalkeeping position is not an urgent issue from, for, for us to address now we have bigger fish to fry 
Um, <clears throat> right back, it's a marriage of convenience yet again. It's a guy that we don't want at this club. It's a guy that we've given a million chances to. So, <clears throat> But we have no one else. So he has to play there. So I'm going to have to go with Aurier. Um, Dave, by Dave, I mean Davison Sanchez. I think he has to be a starter for me. I know he's got mistakes in him. I know he's got head loss. He's that erratic centre-back. But I think our best performances defensively this season have come when he's been in the side. It's no coincidence that we've kept... Um, I think, how many clean sheets have we kept this season? I think we kept about like six or seven clean sheets. It's no coincidence that um, about probably four or five of those were, were, were when he was starting. Um, I think <clears throat> against the two best teams that we've played this season when we had our home matches, I just need to point to the games to show you how good he, how, how good he is. He was our best defender against Liverpool. He was our best defender against, against Man City. So for me, he stays in the side. Alderweireld, I think he has to play ahead of... <clears throat> Ahead of Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer, I don't rate him as a centre back. I I no longer rate him as a football player. I think his level is below us right now. And I think what you're seeing now is because he's he's got a decent run. He's had a decent run of form despite giving away a penalty against Man United and playing like a like a sack of crap against um against <clears throat> Sheffield United. It just gives you that picture of how bad things are right now, that Eric Dyer is one of our informed centre-backs. So, um, for me, he sits out. I think our best centre-back pairing is Sanchez and, and Alderweireld. So, I'd say Alderweireld on the right-hand side, Sanchez on the left-hand side. And then for left-back, um, I do want to see Sessegnon play, but Sessegnon, he's not good defensively. I like Cess for what he can offer us going forward, but with a system that this Mourinho guy plays, where Aurier is the one who bombs forward... Unfortunately, that left back has to stay there and and essentially sit to form some somewhat of a back free shape, and I think that will hint me personally that hinders that hinders the attacking qualities that Cess brings going forward. And I still think Cess needs to improve defensively, and I feel like his work rate and and aggression when he's playing it needs to improve. Um, but I'd like to I'd, I'd I'd like to see him or Kirkham start over Ben Davies because Ben Davies is actually tragic now. He's he's finished. Yeah. Midfield picks itself, Sissoko at the base, um in Dombele and Lacelso. That is our best midfield right now. It may not be an elite midfield, but it is our best midfield. Play it. And then up top, the the front three positions, they pick themselves. I was saying before the season, before the restart, that Steven Bergwijn he gassed out in terms of form, in terms of form and energy before he got injured um, back in March. But he needs to sort of stamp his his place in this squad. And I and I was still erring on the side where Lucas Moura should still have an equal right to start. But Lucas Moura, he's been pony this season. And Steven Bergwijn, he's been he's wow. been way better than him since the restart. So he has to play. Left left hand side, we've got no one better than Son. He's still our second best player. He has to play, but he needs to improve. And then you've got Harry Kane. He has to start. We have no backup striker. We can't rest him. We have to play him 90 minutes every game. We have three games this week. He's probably going to play 90 minutes in all three. And then we're going to be shocked on Sunday where he when he gasses out against Arsenal. Is Harry Kane starting as a striker or as a DM? <laughs> <laughs> why don't why why don't you guys give uh, an opportunity to Troy Parrott? Because when I went to the Darren T would know very well when we went to that game together, the guy was finishing like a madman. I was I was quite scared, actually, because I was thinking... At the time, was it a 3 nil against Man City? The training one, the training match against Man City. Uh, Jack, um, Darren, which game, which game did we go to again? 
Baron's Might left the building. Might have been that one. Uh, he's on mute. Yeah. Oh, he's on mute. Oh, he's probably busy. I can't remember which game it was. It might, it might have been City. I can't remember. It was at the stadium anyway. Um, yeah, it would have been Man City. We won 3-0 and he's, he's, he scored two goals. I think he scored a penalty. The left foot. And he scored yeah. another goal on his left foot. Great finish. Yeah. Yeah, um, when the, yeah, when the top corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I was watching that because obviously like being United fan, I know about Mason Greenwood so I knew about his finishing. But I was watching this guy and it was like, they've got another hurricane. In terms of finishing, the guy just knows how to finish from anywhere. Like, you give him a, an angle and he finishes. Let's talk about the game we went to the other day, innit? The, yeah, yeah. The, the guy the guy is actually crazy talented. Um, but um, you guys are Spurs fans. Do you know any reason as to why we're not at least seeing him on the bench? I mean, what's the Troy Parrott problem? Um, well... We've heard that his he's got attitude problems as well, and it wasn't just it's not just a Pochett, it's not just a Mourinho thing. Pochettino as well, he didn't really play him as well. Um, I think after that League Cup match, we didn't see him again. But I think Mourinho he annoyed me because he actually said that he was going to give Troy Parrott some opportunities, and we barely seen him play. You literally chucked him on for like the last fifteen minutes of extra time against Norwich. Didn't play. him. In, in against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup as well, it, it just didn't it didn't make sense to me at all. Um, and whilst I, I I'm excited somewhat about his future at the club, I don't think he's ready to be starting. But at at, at the same time, we have nothing else. We have nothing else. So yeah. listen, I'd rather we rest Harry Kane, maybe play Sunny up top or whatever, and have Troy Parrott on the bench. Have him on the bench. Maybe he can get some minutes or so. But he by no means is the answer to, to our issues up top now. You, not yet. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, he's not quite ready yet, but have him on the bench, have him playing some minutes, get him some experience, some first team experience. Um, the fact that he's not even on the bench or he's nowhere to be seen at this particular moment is 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 a bit is a bit mad. Um, I look forward to what's to come with him. Um, he's just signed, he signed a new contract the other day, so I'm looking. I'm, I'm 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 hoping to see him sort of feature a little bit more next season. Um, it's inexcusable that a club of our size and stature has no backup striker. Um, it's really poor. I know it's been hard to to bring in people because they've they've said well you know what, well, how are we going to get ahead of Harry Kane? But we might as well have just kept Vincent Janssen and Lorente then, if that's the case. We might as well have. Like, what, what was the point of selling anybody? You've got to have some cover in those positions. And Kane constantly getting injured is so annoying because we play him 90 minutes every game. Then he plays 90 minutes for England and he's gone through about what? This is the... This is the Longest rest he's had in about about three or four years, and it, it, it's it's I don't understand why the club doesn't see that. And I give him I give Kane one more season anyway. I give him one more season and he'll be gone. And to be honest with you, if the offer came the right offer came in the summer, if I was him, I'd actually go. That's the truth. Kane but, Kane would love it. He would love a Man City, honestly. He would be. Gets no service either. Sixty goals a season at City. Oh. <laughs> he is honestly just yeah. Right, well, had, yeah go. well, 
um, since we're on that, I got down um, your your squad list. So I just wanna wanna say a name, and all, all three of you just say keep or sell. Yeah. Sell. Sell. All right. We'll start from goalkeeper. Laurie. Sell. For uh, now, keep. Laurie, keep. Okay, so one sell, two keep. All right. Gazanigo. Sell. Sell. Michelle, well, Michelle, here. Jesus. He's trash. I don't know why Herman, he was going to terminate first. contract. Yeah, yeah. Go away. Go away. Go away. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Davison Sanchez. Keep. Keep. Uh, Oldworld. Keep. Keep. Sell. Oh, okay. Oh, I just realized. Hold on. You guys, none of you guys um, put your Vertonghen in your team. Is he done? He's gone. Yeah, because his contract's done. His contract's yeah. finished. He's gone. Oh, okay. uh, he's gone. All right. So that's a sell then, right? Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Uh, Foyth. So. Okay. No, uh, yeah. I like Foyth, but we need we need some ready-made players now, man. None of this potential shit, man. Yeah. He's 22. And he's not even good. Anyway. Long. I'm down with that. Every Everything's potential. Everything yeah. I potential and nothing <laughs> down. Uh, Tanganga. Keep. Yeah, keep. Keep. Okay. Davies. Sell, but we have to keep him because we have no one else who's a natural left back yet. Kirkin hasn't developed. Sessignon really isn't a left back yet. So we have to buy someone new, have Davies as backup, and then have Sessignon also there as well. Learning. I'll pick him up and take a walk him to where he needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Darren. Just, I'll pay for the Uber. Just get rid. Uh, <laughs> Serge Aurier. Uh, he'll, he'll, you know what? Ben Davis will be on my left shoulder. Serge Aurier will be on my right shoulder. Fine. <laughs> Get out of here. All the way out of there, Serge. Later. Uber pool. Uber pool for that one. <laughs> uh, Dio. Oh. Get rid. Sell. He's got oh, one year left. We should be buying him a new deal. We need to be oh, selling him now while we got some, some value. I keep him as backup, you know. I keep him as Get a... Rid of him. What a backup? Get rid of him, man. Don't don't let don't let four or five games cloud your judgment of what you've seen in the past year. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm talking about the whole time he's been there. He can he can do a he can do a little job, man. Like Come I'm not saying give away penalties. Darren, I used to think that I, I I was sticking up for him at the start of this season, but that Sheffield United game, that one-one home draw when he played centre back. He tells me all I need to know. He's not good enough for our team. He's not a centre back. He's not a centre back, but he makes he makes an. Oh, he's not a DMI. He's not anything. But he, he's so playing. The thing is, he? but the thing what is, is you say he's not a centre back, but question. he's playing there now, and he is he has spoken to Jose Mourinho, and his long term he he sees his long term future at centre back. He's a terrible centre back. He has been from 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 after halfway through his first season. No, nah. he's, he's but he's putting some decent performances there over the past couple of months. So now. It's gassed him and it's gassed Mourinho to think that this guy's going to be an option at centre back. It's just about one or two decent, decent performances, not against man, not since the restart. He's only had one against West Ham. That's it. No, he's he's, he's that guy that comes on as an extra defensive option in the seventy-fifth minute. I'll keep him. Nah, a little bit of strength in depth. I feel like you're going to have to keep him because nobody's going to want to buy him from you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's a good point. <laughs> the champ- uh, we'll, we'll championship. Listen, 
when, when from when Bournemouth are buying the likes of Dominic Solanke for twenty million, we can definitely get we can definitely get like a young a young fifteen M's for Eric Dyer with one one year left, man. Come on. All right, um, Oliver Skip. You got keep him. Keep for depth, yeah. I don't really I like rate him. him like that, but you got to keep him and see I how like he can develop. Yeah, I like him. Um, I don't have to ask about Endon Billy and Michelle, so they must stay. Yeah. Um, uh, ah, Jack, your favorite player? Um, keep as a squad yeah. player, probably gonna have to keep. Keep him okay. reluctantly, reluctantly. Okay. As Lucas Moura, uh, yeah. Musa, Sissoko. Keep. Yeah, Sissoko, keep. Four player. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jesson Fernandes. Get rid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. get rid. Get rid He's of him. Lo- He's on loan. So. Yeah. Get rid yeah, he of is. Him. Cut, yeah. cut the loan short and get rid of him. What does yeah. he add to our team? He's a young... <laughs> as I said... As I said, I'm tired of get. I'm tired of these players who were waiting on for potential. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's an op- He's not done anything yet. It's an option like, to buy. And, and option to buy for fifty it's, mil next year. Fifty million. How many? How, how, wait, sorry, 50. how much? Sorry, what? You say fifty. Five zero. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah option man. to buy. Get rid. Get rid. Get rid. Go back from like, UK. It's not even like it's not even stage. like he's the. It's not even like he's a bad player because when I've seen him, he has some sort of technical quality and he can carry the ball, but like. He serves no purpose in our team. He's not a DM. He's not a good enough central midfielder. Well, what does he do? He's, he's a not a wing goal, but even though he plays, he's been brought on there. I, I don't understand. No, man, he played, he played left wing against Norwich and he was actually quite good there, but he's just... And against Man United as well. He doesn't make us better, so why is he here? Simple. Look how we're discussing where he plays, where we... we, we where, he, where he plays or doesn't play. He's like... He's a, he's a Portuguese Lewis Holtby. Go away. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's true, no. <laughs> so that's a good comparison, actually. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, see you on. Pete. 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 All right. right. Delhi. Oh, Delhi Ali. So, I'd keep so, it. Cash in. Cash in while people yeah. still think. Yeah. Well, so, keep. Yo, get the funds for somebody else. I don't yeah. know for somebody else. I don't he's care. Tell him now before, before people clock on to who he really is. No, I don't think he's rubbish, but I think his time is done at Tottenham. I think he's just nah. got to fail at Spurs, and I think it's time for him to have a fresh start. I do like him as a player, but I think he's, I think it's over for him at Spurs. That's my personal opinion. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, what's, what's the best way to use him now, then? He's a number 10. He said it himself. He's a number 10. But we're not playing that sort of system. So I don't really... I don't... I think he's a, he's a bit more forward than number. He's like a second striker, in my opinion. He says, he says he's a number 10. That's what he said. That's what he put Would you says. try him up top just to rest game? No. We have. We have. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm. I, feel, I, I feel kind of sorry for him. But at the same time, he needs to improve. But me personally... He's someone, I know he's inconsistent, but he's someone who can actually win us games. He's one of the few people in our team who can genuinely win us matches. So for me, I don't really want to, I don't really want to, to, to lose that relatively quickly. I would rather see Lucas Moura and, uh, and Eric Lamella be sold before, before Dele Alli. That's just my he, he just, I just don't want to see him in midfield again. Just, he just, he cannot play in that position ever again. Him and Lamella have this thing where they hold onto the ball for 10, 15 seconds way too long. Yeah, and he slows everything. Now, do you yeah. know what it is? Do you know what it is, right? Is that he says he's number 10. I think he's best at number 10. But we don't really play that anymore. And I don't think... I think he's too good to be just jamming on our bench. Right? Nah. 
I don't think so. Nah, I think I that. think I think I think for I think if you look at all the other top six clubs now, he wouldn't start for any other top six club except maybe maybe Arsenal. Probably, in fact, he probably would start for Arsenal. Probably start for Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal of course, he, he probably would start for Arsenal. But that's the point. Like, <laughs> I feel like look at Man Man City have the likes of they had like, like the likes of Sane, um, Phil Foden, Gundogan on the bench. So like those are the caliber of players who by two of them are probably slightly better than Deli Ali. So like I see no issue with him being on the bench. It makes it makes our squad stronger and it tells him that he needs to up his levels to get back into our team. So I would keep him. Yeah, okay. Um this one. Oh Lucas Mora. Why? I would have um, kept him as a squad not. player, to be honest. See you later. Um, no room for sentimentality. See you later. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd keep him. You know what? I'd keep him. I'd keep him as a squad player because he's a good impact player. He's well, been, when he comes off the bench, he's actually really good. Yeah. He's been pony this season, but last year was enough for me to say that you know what? This guy, I think he can serve a purpose in our team. I would rather, as I said, I'd keep him and Dele Ali, and I'd sell, get rid of, get rid of the, the next guy that you're gonna mention. Mm. Uh, you know. He's been in this team for six years too long now. Get rid of him. Get rid of him and sign sign a proper sign a proper creative creative sort of like number ten. Ali, he can play number ten. He can create chances, but he's been poor this he's been poor by his standards creatively this season. And we ain't really replaced Ericsson. A lot of people need to realise that Lo Celso is not Ericsson's replacement. When we signed Lo Celso with that, with that obligation to buy it, the, the plan was to have Lo Celso, Ericsson and Ndombele or Lo Celso, Ericsson replacement and Ndombele. Ericsson's left now. We haven't replaced him. And we went out and signed Stephen Bergwijn in January. So we now have another winger, but we don't have that sort of creative player. So get rid of Lamella. Then you have Stephen Bergwijn, um, Lucas Moura, um, Sung Young Min and even Deli Ali who can play on that sort of left-hand channel like he did in his early years at Spurs as well. So get a number 10 in. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, it, that, one, that one kind of, it doesn't burn me anymore, but uh, Kale will know on the podcast, when you guys signed him the first time, I was gutted because I was like, I was a fan of him at Roma. Um, I used to mm. catch him up quite a bit. So when you guys got mm. him and he looked like he sold well, he came and popped us when you popped us three now at White Hart Lane. Yeah. And all that I was I was frustrated. But you're right, he hasn't he hasn't stepped forward since and he's not twenty eight he, years old as well. So he's he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight and he still does fifty ball rolls before he releases the ball sideways. <laughs> it's so frustrating, <laughs> honestly. It's the simple <laughs> stuff he doesn't do. It's the simple things. He can do all the little flicks and tricks and what have you, but when it comes time to release the ball, he don't want to do it. No, That's what I'm saying. So well said, though. Like, look at that Sheffield United game, case in point. Like, compare that to the Man United game. The Man United game, he had four or five easy passes on. Yeah, he, son, find, yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't find Son or Harry Kane. And then you look at the Sheffield United game, and he finds that pass that splits the defence open, finds Son, who then gives it to Harry Kane 1-0. So I'm like, you can do that. Like, he's not a bad player. I'll always maintain that. For me, Lamella is not a bad football player. But he's not good enough to be in our team anymore. He's far too inconsistent and he's injury prone. And he's on like 100 bags a week as well. What are you doing on 100 bags a week? Only we would be stupid enough to pay him that. So get rid of him. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish that were true, but we're paying Phil Jones 120. So. <laughs> you could, just to digress for a second, right? One thing, right, I will say about Potts 
is that he was very, very patriotic, right? Overly patriotic. That is why Gazaniga, Foyth, Lamella, and Pochi's not very good son are at Spurs. <laughs> oh, wow. Just, that, that, is, that is one massive criticism I had of course. I agree. He's too patriotic. Mm, yeah. I agree. But yeah, yeah for it, for it. It So it was a big one. You got a big one waiting, Michael. The big one? Mm. What, you mean your game? No, Harry Kane. Oh, but, oh well, okay. We're gonna, I thought that was unanimous, but... Uh, I'm going to jump in there and say so because I would like him at my club. However, this is a Tottenham thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got okay. to keep him. We got to keep yeah. him. But I think I think any any knowledgeable Spurs fan acknowledges that Harry Kane's days at our club are numbers, in my opinion. And I think I think we're lucky that we're lucky that he got this. Well, I say we're lucky. We're unlucky he had the injury, but in a sense, it sort of put off suitors because he's just come back from this big injury. Plus, you have coronavirus as well. So they're thinking, you know what? Hmm, this guy has just been injured for four or five months. Um, should we be spending 120 million on someone who's going to be ruled out for the rest of the season? And then you've got to take into consideration that coronavirus has impacted people's funds, etc. So this summer we're cool. But if he stays fit for the whole of next season, next summer as well, after the World Cup or Euros or whatever it is, sorry, he's gone. Man City, Aguero's contract ends at the end of next season. I can see them looking for him. Luis Suarez declining at Barcelona. If they can get their finances right, I can see them sniffing, sniffing at him um, yeah. at the end of the season as well. Um, even Man United, even Manchester United, they're on an upward trajectory now. They're flying at the moment. They got the funds. They got the resources. At the end of next season, depending on how they, how they do in the league, I can see them going for him as well because he's going to be 27 years old. And we need to be realistic. This guy, a player of his caliber, cannot cannot accept this the situation that he's in right now. He needs to go and win trophies. Yeah. So whilst I'd love to keep him, I am no I'm I'm no spring chicken. I know full well next summer there's every likelihood that he could he could leave our club. And and he's intimated as much. He's intimated as much. And you know all the clubs that you've mentioned, Toby, right? All the clubs that you've mentioned can provide him the service he requires. Right, which is yeah. at this moment he's not getting at Spurs. Hence the reason Jack is calling him a DM because the way he has to drop deep to get that ball, right, annoys me greatly. Right, because he has to just. I'm not saying he's a fox in the box. You can drop a little bit, but you can drop, you know, to a certain extent. But the way he has to drop to receive the ball is is inexcusable for us, man. Like you need to be just pinging crosses to him. You need to be putting through balls to him. And everybody seems to have their own blasted agenda. And Harry Kane is getting frustrated. You can tell it. And it's gonna, we, we're not going to qualify for Champions League next season. So yep. he's going to want to spend the rest of his career in Europa or nothing at all. No, he won't. He won't. And he'll, get, he'll command stupidly huge wages wherever he goes, man. So it's, 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 we're the architects of our own downfall. Yep. I agree. Is it a case, is it a case of um, sacrificing him in order to get that rebuild? Because we all know that Daniel Levy isn't most likely to get out the checkbook. I think I think that's how it's going to start, really. Um, if if yeah. it is going to start, but that's the only yeah. way it's going to it's going to even happen, really. Um, he's not going to spend his own money, to be honest. Mm. And there's a stadium debts to be paid as well, so mm. that's the only way. Uh, to be honest, the stadium. The st sorry, I was going to say the stadium sort of pays the stadium debt 
when the stadium is open, the stadium that sort of pays itself because that, that stadium generates so much money that I don't really think we need to, to worry about the debt per se. Yeah. But what we do need to worry about is whether we have this chairman who will be as ambitious as we've wanted him to be for like the last 15, 16 years in the window. Even if we get that Harry Kane money, are you going to use this money to reinvest and get the first choice, not the second choice, not the third choice, the first choice? Pay him his wages, pay the penalty. Is he going to do that? I don't know. Yeah, we can't trust him to do that. That's the problem. That is true. That is a massive problem. We can't even trust him to do that. Yeah. No. Bleak. It's very bleak if you're a Spurs fan right oh, now. Oh, so bad. What are the uh, the glare? You, you uh, said earlier there were glaring positions that you need to buy in. What, what are they? Left back, centre back, right back. Defensive midfielder and one thousand percent, we need a backup striker. We yep. need a, a rec, not not one of these fluid forwards as well. We need a recognised backup striker who has probably a bit more pace than Harry Kane. If yep. you asked me three four years ago, I would have taken someone like Josh King. You lot might laugh at it, but Josh King would have been the per would have been the perfect foil for me. He can play out wide. He can. He's a big, tall, physical presence as well. He's got a decent eye for goal as well. Someone like that. Someone like that. So. Uh, it doesn't have to be an elite striker. It just has to be someone who can come off the bench and chip him with a few goals, like Liverpool got with Divock Origi. It's why not, why not even like a, a Moussa Dembele or a Batshuayi or just someone that can, that can chip him with a few goals? Years ago, yes. Batshuayi now, no. No. I'd still take Batshuayi now. You I know? Say, He's still yeah, young. I would. He's 25, 26. He, but he I don't want to take him. Before I don't know. Daniel I don't Sturridge know got his, his headspace. I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna come and actually do the job necessary because plus why he doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't play at Chelsea. There's a re- do you understand? There's a reason why nobody's coming for him. So <laughs> is he I'm also willing to to play backup to Harry Kane as well? Because he, he's like you said, he's 25. That's Would he go from Chelsea to from which he's being a backup striker at Chelsea to being a backup striker at Tottenham? I don't think you you would, would you? Yeah, I think he probably wants more game time, but I think we need to stop. Football fans, especially Spurs fans, need to stop yeah. pigeonholing ourselves into thinking that because Harry Kane is so good, we can't get another striker to come in and, and be a backup striker. We've seen plenty of successful sides over the years operate with two, even three strikers. We were the kings. We were the kings of having three, four strikers. Back in Martin Yost's time, he had... He had um, yeah, before early on, he had the faux canoe a um, Robbie Keane. Then he switched to the faux Berbatov Robbie Keane. Then he had the faux Berbatov Robbie Keane Darren Bent. And then when Darren and then when when the faux left, we had we had Pavlichenko Darren Bent. Then we had Darren Bent the faux Pavlichenko Robbie Keane. Like we've always operated with two or more strikers. It's only until recently that all of a sudden it's acceptable for us to have one. And oh, we can't. We can't sign another striker because who wants to sit on the bench to Harry Kane, right? I'm bored of it. Go splash yeah. the money and get a decent replacement in, and I promise you they will join. Yeah, I would have even taken um before Daniel Sturridge moved to Turkey. I would have got him on a free just to sit on you know sit on a bench page, he plays sort of thing. It's you anything. It's his, anything. Injury. it's his injuries. Yeah, that that that, that strikers is, is a bit dread. But do you know what? Daniel Sturridge Daniel Sturridge I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have been averse to it. I wasn't averse to Giroud coming in January. No, neither was I. To be I, wasn't fair. No. To I wasn't averse to Giroud coming in January. So 
You know, it's just that it's just taking Arsenal scraps. I see. Nah, see, I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was averse to it as well. You know what? I'm not sure if my my mind has changed, but with the Giroud one. I wanted a striker to come in who could actually score goals. Like, Giroud is a good goal scorer, but he's not... Giroud is a, is a scorer of good goals, and he's got the technical abilities and hold-up, but he's not someone who I think could come in and score consistently now for six, seven, eight games on a stretch. I don't think that's him. And that's why I didn't want Giroud. I wanted someone who could at least come in, and if you're playing, let's say, 30 games in a season, I want you to at least be hitting 12 to 15 goals. At least. That's one in two. I think a decent to good striker should be hitting one in two. I'm sorry. What, even one even one who's back up? Yeah, even one who's back up, man. Think about it. Like let, let's let's you know what? Maybe one in two is kind of harsh, but one in three at least. I want you if you play 30 games, at least let me switch it. 10 to 13 goals. You can you can give me that. You can give me that. That's fair. That's 10 fair. to 13 goals. You can that's, give me that. That's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Like we have to remember, Dimitar Berbatov would score like 20, 21 goals. Robbie Keane would score maybe like 21 goals. Jermaine Defoe, before he left, would have had maybe like, probably about like 12 to 15 goals. Yeah. And, and even the season when Adebayo came, Adebayo had something like 30, 17 goals in like, in like 30 certain appearances. Defoe had like 16 goals in 30 certain appearances. Yeah. There will be enough game time for you to score goals because Harry Kane, as we've seen, He's good for, for an injury for at least two, three months every season. Now. It's happened for about four, four years now. So still never we need comfortable in, in getting someone who can come in, bring us goals, and will be okay sitting on the bench if they're earning X amount per week. Mm. Let's... Let's... Oi, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start wrapping up. So let's, let's go... Three dream signings, three dream dream signings, but realistic signings. Which, which, which would you want? Who would you want? Thomas Partey. Yeah. Thomas Partey. Yeah. I've been told that Jose Mourinho has this pool with players. The best, the, the great benefit is even if we don't get Europa League, we have Mourinho. Players want to work for Mourinho. We need to try and put that into great effect. It will never happen, but he's got a release course of around 40 odd million. I'm sure if we're paying in Dumbele 200k a week, Harry Kane 200 plus a week, and Lamella 100k a week, you can afford it. So financially, I see no reason why you can't afford it. Pierre Pierre Emmerich Hoiberg is being quoted at 35 million with a year left on his contract, and you're telling me that you can get Thomas Partey for maybe six or seven million more, and you're not even going to attempt. Yeah, well, that goes to show that we're not even going to we're barely going to spend in the summer if we're not even going to go for a quality player. That would be my dream. Like that, that, but... Anymore? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, um, I think, yeah, the most, the most, probably the most important position is the, for me, actually, there's so many important positions, but yeah, Thomas Party would be one of them because we need that feel in front of the defence. And you have to look at the, the amount of clean sheets that we've kept in the prem. I think we're like just below Bournemouth and just above Bournemouth and Norwich. We're, 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 it's, we're it's like, all the relegation fodder have kept like say what four clean sheets and we've only kept five in the Prem all season. We are poor. Arsenal are above us on goal difference as well. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I think I would say we need somebody who can really shield at the back and actually can pass as well. Do you understand? Somebody yeah. technically a lot more better than a lot better than Sissoko. Um, 
But I'll give him his props. I'll give Sissoko his props. He's done a job. Um, yeah. So I would. Um, a lot of people hate on him. Red Ted Ter. Um, I would take Coutinho on loan. I think that would be that would be a fantastic signing for us. Um, yeah, that's one of mine. I'm, I'm one of the few people who aren't who aren't put off by his stint at Barcelona. Once a quality player, always a quality player. It's the same thing I said for for Christian Eriksen as well. Um, I think he's a talented player. He can play on the left. He can play central. He's good at set pieces. He's good at long distance shooting, and he's got some. He's got creativity and flair. He adds genuine quality into our team, and he's a he is someone who can actually win you games. So. Yeah. If he's available on loan, go and try and get him this summer. Simple as. Yeah. And I'd take, um, if they go down, when they go down, sorry, I'll take Nathan Ake at, at Bournemouth. A lot of mm-hmm. people disagree with me, but I think we need a new left-sided centre-back. Unfortunately for us, Jan Bertongen's time come to an end. And he, in my opinion, was the best defender that we've had in the past decade by a distance. So it's mm-hmm. big shoes to fill. It's big shoes to fill. And I think he, he, he is the one for me that I see... Premier League experience, physically okay, versatile, and he's got decent qualities on the ball as well. So I would go for Nathan Ake. Yeah. Any left backs? Because, um, yeah, Ben Davis is killing me right now. The left back I want, we can't get. I would love yeah. to get um, Digne from, from Everton. Digne, yeah. Oh. Can't get him. I'd love to get Digne. We can't get him. Ben Chilwell was overrated, but I'd take him mm-hmm. at Spurs. But not, not at the price they're asking, but I'd take him at Spurs. Now I can take Seamus Coleman at Spurs away from his event. So. <laughs> Seamus Coleman's decent, and he's better than Oregon. Yeah. He's better, much better than Oregon. Yeah. Um, Everybody, I'm be- we're better than Oregon. All three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the left, the left back one's trickier, and this is where we need our, our scouting to be. Yeah. Um, Fico at Ajax, he looks decent mm. as well. Um, Alex Alex Tellers or whatever his name is at Porto, mm. Porto. He looks he looks decent too. Um, Luke yeah. Shaw, no, he's trash. <laughs> he's trash. I know Michael's a big fan. Hey, he's, I think he's oh. willing to give him to give him to you. To answer, yeah? Huge. Oh, I actually got to Manchester myself, pack his bags for him, and then bring <laughs> him down myself. <laughs> Just bring us Greenwood, and we're good. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Don't worry about don't worry about Luke Shaw. Yes, Greenwood. I just, sorry, just to say, I agree with two of. I've got the same as two of Toby's um, dream three. Uh, Thomas Party, and you know what? Because every time I hear him being linked with Arsenal, I'm just get I get annoyed. I get very very annoyed because I'm just like, why don't we come in for him? And I was gonna say Coutinho. I actually thought everyone would cast. Me. I thought you lot would cast me about that. To be honest with you. Because yeah. exactly what we require. He can take set pieces. He can spread. He's got the through balls. He's, you know what I mean? He's, he's, it's exactly what we need. And it, uh, Carry Kane. People like Kane and Son will thrive of somebody um, yeah. of, of that calibre. I mean, how old is he? He's about 28 now. So he's not, yeah, 28, yeah. He's not done. You know what I'm saying? But every time I, I've been saying, I talk to my friend about it all the time. I'm saying if we could get Philip Coutinho, that would be amazing. The only problem with Coutinho coming is um, Ndombele is going the other way. No, man. So no, 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 the, the, Barca pres- the Barca president has always wanted Ndombele. We're supposed to be ambitious. The Barca president president's always wanted Ndombele. I'm with, I'm with Darren. Keep them... I, I, it's annoying, but keep them both. This board, they need to... I feel like mm. it comes a point where you have to go beyond your means or live outside your comfort zone to survive and to elevate yourself. And Coutinho is yeah. 1,000% what we need. As the club, the club showed small ambition in trying to get um, 
Dybala towards the end of last summer, that was when we had Ericsson and the Celso and um, Ndombele. So just replicate some of that ambition that you're trying to show there and try and get Coutinho. Yeah, man. It doesn't work with just Ndombele and Le Celso or Le Celso and Coutinho. We need all three. We had a dearth of creativity in our team for years. And the big benefit of two of those players in Le Celso and, 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 um, and Ndombele coming in was that if, they, if, if we had a fully functioning Ericsson, we would have had pure options for creativity. Now we're back to square one again and we still need that void filled. But if we, if we, if we, all right, say we did want Debar at that time on, on that deadline day, right? If, right? Why aren't we matching that ambition now or anytime soon? Because exactly. that tells me that we were, were we really in for him that oh, at all? Was it a smoke screen? We didn't even yeah. match the ambition because we never got Debar in the first place. Exactly. Right? And that, exactly. And that's, and that's where you have to question Daniel Levy. It's the same thing with Bruno Fernandes. You made, you made multiple bids for him in the summer. You sold Ericsson in, or you're planning to sell Ericsson in January. Why would you not go in for him again? Coach, stop grinning like that, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, man. I love him too much, man. I love him too much. I would have been so gutted if he went anywhere else because I waited him for like honestly 18 months. Look how he's elevated Man United. Look at how he's elevated that flipping side. And we could have had him for peanuts in comparison and we didn't do it. Right? That we have no ambition whatsoever. None. Well, it's actually, it's actually perfect for you guys because you're talking about wanting to play for Pochettino and um, obviously living in London as well. Like it was, everything was literally in your favour. It's just about paying the fee. Yeah, it's just about paying the fee and giving him the wages. And he, he even yeah. asked for high wages like that. But, even but, in January as well, when um, he said he wanted to play under Mourinho too. Mm. It just didn't match. Yeah. You know, the thing is, you have to remember this, yeah? Regardless of how jammy everybody thinks it was, we were Champions League finalists last season. Champions That's... League finalists. We were regular Champions League participants, right? And now look at us, yeah? Look at us. Players wanted to come to us, but we didn't want to pay the, the paltry sums that were, that were being touted for these players. Like, it's absolutely deplorable, despicable, honestly. Like, and I have to say, like, Daniel Levy has got a lot to answer for in terms of playing staff. There's no point building the stadium and not replicate and not having the success on the pitch. The stadium is built for that success. The stadium is built for those Champions League nights. Do you know what I mean? Built for winning, winning titles and what have you. And we're not. We're not. We're just going backwards. I don't diss the stadium because I love the stadium. Everybody knows how much I love the stadium, but I don't get how you would have that and then you want to play Europa in there. And you, want well, to play, you don't want to do anything. You want to keep remember. my West Ham in there. Do you know what I mean? The Emirates Stadium was built to match, you know, the ambitions of Bayern Munich, and you know. So I don't understand why you bring Arsenal into this. This is a Tottenham discussion, so I, I know say we keep it to your, to your shit show. But, but what I'm <laughs> leave our shit show alone. Oh, no, <laughs> but he's right though. He's got a point. He's right. And 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 Darren Darren hit the nail on the head as well. You didn't build that stadium to be playing Europa League in it. And the problem with Daniel Levy, like for me personally, I'm not Levy up because I appreciate all the good work he's done for us, but. Yeah. I'm losing my patience with this guy yeah. because it's always one good thing is counteracted by one stupid thing. And it set us back so many years now. So, and there's only so much you can take. Like, it comes a point where you have to focus on the football. 
The guy's too business-minded. Yeah. You have to yeah. focus on the football because the football it is, is what is driving your business. Pochettino and those players is what drove your business and this club to the position that we're in now. Yeah. So why would you not focus solely on, on improving that as well as improving the infrastructure around it? It's stupid. I don't see why yeah. he can't do both. I do not see yeah. why he can't, he can't do both. Really? I don't it's silly. It. It's I mean, silly. And, and the thing is, he's shot himself in his foot now. He's shot himself in the foot now because now we're facing a situation where we need about four, five, maybe even six players all at once. When a logical chairman or a logical team like Man City, like Liverpool, they recruit incrementally. They will buy two or three in this window. Then they'll buy two or three next year. Then they'll buy one next year. Then they'll buy two the year after. Slowly addressing the issues. You saw the mess that Man City led themselves into years back when, um, when they had the likes of Sanya on the last year, on his last legs. Clichy on his last legs. Zabaleta on his last legs. All these players, the squad was old, needed refreshing. They had that boom when they hit the squad with about six or seven players. And since then, it's been gradual. It's been incremental. They haven't needed yeah. to, to go out and splurge on five, six players every window. They don't need to do that anymore. Now, he needs to explode, splurge on five or six players and learn from your mistakes and then start signing incrementally. None of this bullshit where we go a season without signing a single player. None of this bullshit where we have a January window when our star striker gets injured and you don't sign a striker. You don't sign a defensive midfielder. It's enough now. And the fans have had enough. You'll struggle to find any Spurs fan who actually speaks about Daniel Levy positively. And, you, and if, if, if he doesn't watch himself, it's going to get to a situation where it's got to our Arsenal, where, where it's literally the, 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 the fans are at loggerheads with the board. Yeah. Well, it's heading that way anyway. There was a banner that was going to be flown above the stadium, wasn't it? But, or allegedly. What, say what? We can wait for that a little bit. We're not, we're not Arsenal. We don't, we don't like to... I don't want to do them things. Do you know what I mean? But, well, I think it's very reality. To be honest, I'm not against it. I'm not against that at all. I'm just waiting for that. Um, that uh, we, know, we know, Jack. We know. We that, know that Jeff Bezos buyout. <laughs> yeah, the Amazon Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another. I'm, I'm just waiting for that, man. What's, what's happened to the naming rights? Um, because they were supposed to be in place from from for a while. So I don't know what he's doing with those, but I suppose he's touting. He's touting. He's what 320 million he wants for the naming rights for the stadium. Wow. No, we don't say that. I think he can get that. To be honest, if it's a yeah, it's like. A ten-year deal or whatnot. I think you can get that. To be honest, so the state. Listen, the stadium is always going to. That, that stadium is foolproof. That yeah. is that stadium. No matter whether whether we play. I think it's foolproof. I think that stadium is always going to make money, no matter what. It was that stadium was going to. The way it was designed, everything that it was designed in that stadium was just to make money, right? And that's yeah. why it was supremely clever. Everything from that long bar, from all the food places you see, for everything from the shop. The club shop is beautiful, right? <laughs> the club shop is beautiful. Everything in the football to make peas. Do you understand? So why not invest in the success on the pitch to continue that, to further that? Do you understand? It's it's not as as you said, Toby. It's like you know you, you do one you do one great thing and then do one stupid thing, and it's supremely dumb and supremely naive to believe that. That alone is going to appease the fans. It's not. We want to see our team win something. Twenty years of Enich, one trophy. Right? I'm not getting any younger out here, you know. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. Brother, my team win the league in forty-three years. Come on, like let's do, let's, let's have some ambition now. Honestly, on the cusp, and I'm tired. Of, I was tired of being on the verge. I'm sick and tired of being on the verge. I'm. Tired. <laughs> 
I'm telling you from now, I'm pouring my heart out. I am tired of being good. <laughs> right? Read the real man. Listen, I've seen all the flipping. I've seen everybody. Arsenal, as much as I hate it. Liverpool, United, City have had glory nights in, in, in their stadiums. Do you understand? Champions League glory, except City and Arsenal, please. Champions League, whatever. They got the league. They got the league. Do you understand yeah. the league titles? Whoa, whoa, we got. <laughs> you can't even get FA Cup. You, you, you can, can, can show what you want. Exactly. You can show what you want, but we, we, we've seen it. We've seen it at your old place. So you can say what you want, Dan. You can say whatever, what you want. Whatever, man. Whatever, Cahill, man. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Where? But I'm tired of seeing all these glory nights everywhere else, except our place. And I'm... Done. It's embarrassing. Done. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Of course, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. The infrastructure is in. It should theoretically be in place for American ownership. You got the NFL deals. You got the flirting with Amazon and Google. It's all in place for that. It's just whether it happens or whether it happens anytime soon, and whether the investment will whether it come, goes for the right price for Enoch as well. But that's something. Well, they, what see. did they want? What did they want? They wanted about two or three billion, didn't they? Something along the lines of that. I don't think free. I reckon they could probably sell it for maybe 1.5 to 2 billion. Because it's like I said, it's a cash cow. Well, the money will the money will come back to them. But I think it might be, I will say this, I do believe it might be time to sell. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna improve where it counts and you're not gonna spend, you're not gonna invest, sorry, invest where it counts. Well, we you're you you you're 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 a hindrance now. Do you understand? And I can't believe I'm saying that, but you. Yes, we go, I, I, I want to give it one more season, and then you'll. T- I'll tell you whether I'm leave. I'm fully leave it out or not. I'm, uh, I'm swinging. I'm swinging by that same boat as well. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Are Enoch? Are Enoch American owners? No. Don Lewis is English. Okay, right, okay. Well, he's, 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 worth, he's worth about four billion, lives on a stupidly expensive yacht. Yeah. You never I don't really I don't really get him. Um I don't really get him at all. But if 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 this is the case, you know, you you, you can make a sizable profit on Tottenham now. So if you're not really interested in what's going on on the pitch, it's time you just sell to somebody who is interested. You know what I mean? Because we can't go on like this any longer. Liverpool, we finished above Liverpool eight out of nine seasons a few years, a couple of years back. They've now gone on to two Champions League finals, losing one, winning one, and winning the league. And where are we? Where are we? What are we? Level on points with Burnley, or is it a point? Of... Come on, man! Come on! I think, man. I think on uh, that note, we should uh, we should wrap up. So, um, good thing you stopped it, bruv, because you know what? <laughs> it's gonna go on for a while. It's gonna go on for a while. So, uh, Darren T, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter, Hotspur1076. And Jack, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter at THFC Jack, J A K, and Spurs on Field as well. Toby, where can they find you? Um, tapping Tobes on Twitter, tapping football on Twitter and Instagram, and tapping Tobes on Instagram as well, and also Spurs on Twitter. Coach, where can he find us? You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Twitter from Midfield, and you can find Bruno Fernandez at Old Trafford. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where you live, you know. I know where you live. <laughs>
This has been another episode of the Premium Podcast. Good night.